Hi, my name is Tony Bennett and it is my privilege to direct and narrate this episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast. One of the first golfers with a disability I saw play was Duncan Hamilton Martin. Duncan was playing in an event in Swindon and I was there to observe, to get a feel for what golf for the disabled was all about. Duncan was on the tee and if I remember rightly, he striped the tee shot right down the middle. Off he went down the fairway as if it was the most natural thing in the world. For Duncan it was, as you will hear in this story of accepting what you have and simply getting on with life. Please enjoy the story of Duncan Hamilton Martin. In his interview, Duncan Hamilton Martin talks about bottling the spirit of someone he was close to and how powerful this would be. Spend half an hour in his company and you too will enjoy the benefit of that feeling of spirit of which he refers, encouraging you just to get on with it and embrace life. Duncan has embraced golf too. He certainly recognises that golf, like life, isn't always fair, but it is there to be experienced, enjoyed and to make lasting friends. Duncan Hamilton Martin hails from North Devon in England's South West, one of the country's most peaceful and beautiful areas, blessed also with a few challenging links courses which are quite spectacular to behold. He was a bit different as a child because he lost the lower half of his left leg when he was just two years old. Speak today to this retired company director, a relaxed, generously minded and confident man, and you wonder how he coped with that traumatic setback. A loving family is the first answer but also the good fortune of being in a supportive school and then the chancing upon one of England's best links golf courses at aged 10. All must have played their part. Golf, rather than goalkeeping on the football field, his first young passion, would become his sporting destiny. By uh, bus fare, I go down to Saunton, where uh, the, the pro there, the main pro that taught me was a chap called Jimmy McGee, who used to be the pro at Lippock. And uh, that's how it started. And I was very lucky because um, I'd arranged to, to play with somebody and they didn't turn up. And I saw this lady now, I said, oh, you know, what am I gonna do? She said, well, my son's on the practice ground. You can have a game with him. He's a chap called Michael Jewell, who recently retired from being president of Devon. And he was always adjusted, he was, he was 12 when I was 10 and a half. He was always a bit older than me. And he was always better. He won the Devon Open and all sorts of things. But I always had him to aim at, uh, which was fantastic. For the two young players, the battles were highly competitive, but played in a great spirit from the start. A true friendship was born alongside a love of the game. Well, we used to have, a, have regular games and I can remember clearly we had one. Uh, and I think I was 107 and he was 106. But you never thought that you were hacking it round. You were just playing. And then we got better and better and better and better. And uh, But it was just a, a procedure. And I, I loved the game. You know, it was, uh, uh, it was fabulous. The two men still play whenever they can and are proud to have won together the famed Biddyford Bay Foursomes, one of the largest such events in Europe. Cheered on by his friend, Duncan kept improving as a player. He was playing off two handicap when he was 18 and would play county golf for Devon, Middlesex and today for Surrey. Duncan has gone on to win plenty of tournaments including 18 events for golfers with disability. 
including the British Disabled Open in 2009 and 2011. On the amateur scene, highlights include a best of the day 69 at Werplesden in the Surrey County Championship in 1988. He has played in the British Amateur Championship, won the Devon Gold Medal 1979, and a year earlier won the iconic Kashmir Cup at the Royal North Devon. But in the early days, golf couldn't be simpler. Oh, uh, very straightforward. Saturday morning, uh, either get a lift or pay 50 pence, get on the 308 bus, go to Thornton, stay there all day, and then my friend's father would drive us home in the evening. You know, just on the golf course all day, really. Duncan became part of the fabric of the club, serving in the pro shop and even helping prepare the new West course Saunton was creating what he believes to be the best 36-hole links layout in England. East course is the, is the course I uh, grew up on and then uh, some years ago they started the west course which is more out in the hills um, and I actually helped to pick stones off the fairways and so forth but it's an absolutely wonderful 36-hole layout. Um, they've played all sorts of tournaments there and uh, you know, it's just magic, absolute bliss. Duncan doesn't consider himself a disabled golfer because he was so young when the accident happened. Golf was just golf. You know, it's, I've played able-bodied golf all my life. Um, but I was, one thing that, that is different about me is that I was incredibly lucky because I lost my leg at age two. I had an argument with a train and not many two-year-olds survive that and I had internal injuries and lost my leg, but I've, I've only ever known having a leg. It's always been part of me. So it must be much harder for somebody who, like um, you know, people of the army, they get to 20 and they're full of everything and they're strong and suddenly they lose a leg. That must be mentally incredibly difficult. For me, I never knew anything else. I'm very lucky with my parents because they just treated me like, you know, they didn't treat me as special. Uh, I remember one of my earliest memories is we had a, uh, uh, an obstacle race at school and my dad taught, taught at that school and uh, he started me about 50 yards up the 100 yard course and there was a bench that you had to walk along the back of it so it was a very narrow piece of wood and I fell off it and fell off it and fell off it and, fell off it. and obviously I came, came last but you know as I would finished finish the obstacle late, everybody there is cheering. You know, that's, you just, you just get on with it. You know, there's nothing, no big deal, you know, and I have been incredibly lucky. Climbing out of a train window when it's moving and losing a leg is not something any two-year-old can recover from without love, support and positivity. It's clear where Duncan, his two brothers and his late sister have all got their support from and how his father, Jerry and mother, Nonny, may have shaped his get on with it attitude throughout his life? Well, he was in the Air Force. Uh, he was over in flying uh, Dakotas. Um, when, the, well, when the war broke out, he, he joined the RAF. Um, he was 194 Squadron, um, amazing pilot. And then when he left the army, he came back, he worked for the war office for a bit and then became a teacher. I mean, he knew the capital city of any country in the world, that I mean, the, the, the extent of his knowledge was just mind-boggling. A very quiet man, but very, very funny. He would just let comments would come out, and he would just let them float over an audience. 
a very, very amusing man. And, uh, oh, just wonderful, wonderful. Um, um, and he, he used to walk around with me. Um, he actually, he, I don't think he ever played golf, but we were playing up in Longcliffe, up in Nottingham. And uh, I had my old granny's driver. And he said, let's have a go. And I, I swear this is the first golf shot he's ever hit in his life. It was, it was 200 yards with about five yards of fade in the middle of the fairway. He goes, that's enough. <laughs> Very skilled sportsman. Uh, but uh, yes, he died at 73. So uh, that was one of the reasons I decided to, to retire last year. So, uh, but amazing man. And my mother is just incredible as well. You know, it's, uh, if, you could, if you could have bottled my mother essence of my mother you could power Birmingham for a week I mean she could have five five conversations at the same time with different people unbelievable wonderful woman Duncan never considered trying to turn professional himself he recognized the top tour players are in a league of their own he studied chemistry at the University of Liverpool and loved playing university golf there he'd started studying maths including pure maths and one day in a lecture, he was really struggling to understand some difficult theory on wave movement. A fellow student then told him he was in the wrong lecture altogether. He was in oceanography, much to everyone's amusement. But there was actually something that fascinated him about this subject. And he chose to study his honours degree in chemical oceanography. Duncan's career would be in finance, running his own company with three partners for 40 years. When he started working in London, he joined the Sudbury Golf Club before a little later joining St George's Hill. His uncle telling him it was the best club with the nicest members. The recommendation proved correct and he has remained there ever since the middle 1980s, living today in nearby Esher. For Duncan, golf clearly has been a genuine pleasure, shared with friends, none more so than in an underrated format of which he is particularly fond foursomes absolutely adore it um, I, I can't express how much i love foursomes and i've just joined the senior golfers society and they play all foursomes um it's uh, it's it's you learn so much more about yourself uh playing foursomes because if you hit a bad drive in a medal you can you can recover it yourself but if you hit it in the long grass it's your partner that's got to do it so you think and a very good friend of mine at my local club, we played in a thing called the McDonald Bowl. Um, and uh, the first time we played, he said, I don't like 30 yard wedge shots, anything 90 yards and up. So that changes your club selection. You leave him, you don't want to leave him fiddly chips. You know, I, I love foursomes. And that, of course, all the county golf I played, foursomes in the morning, singles in the afternoon. He now warms to a theme which most golfers understand. Uh, life isn't fair, golf isn't always fair. You can hit the best drive you've ever hit and it can be in a horrible divot that somebody hasn't put back. you just got to get on with it. You know, it's so like life, really, golf. Um, you know, sometimes you do a good score when you're not playing well. Sometimes you hit the ball brilliantly and you score terribly. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just the experience. Um, it's, I've played, I've been lucky enough to... Uh, play probably with 90% of the best disabled golfers in the world, which is why I say, I, I, and you might think this is strange, I don't, I've never thought myself disabled. I, it just, 
I've lost my leg. Well, get on with it. You know, it's and people say, how how can you say that? Well, it's always been like that. You know, you don't make excuses for anything. And I've had the occasional round where the leg was sore. And I haven't been able to play, but they are well three or four times in my life. You know, I look after my leg and I try and keep fit. And I have I have a gym at home now, and I do weights three times a week to try and keep my strength up and obviously as you get older you tend to lose a bit of distance and uh, I'm very into trying to keep fit and longevity and uh, I'm so, again I'm so lucky I can walk 36 holes on a golf course um, so I've been very lucky with my leg um, uh, but the main thing is you know that the luck of, of, of losing my leg early means it's the only thing I've ever I've only ever known Duncan says he loves a physical challenge and where it takes him mentally. I've been very lucky with my leg. Roehampton have been unbelievable. Um, I've, uh, my, my sister has fought or fought uh, MS for 30 years and died at age 52. I, I raised 15,000 pounds by rowing a million meters on a rowing machine in 2012, 758 miles. Um, and that, that I love. I do love a physical challenge. You know, I, I'm very lucky with my leg. I've climbed Snowdon, I've climbed Scarfell Pike, um, I've done the the ride London, the hundred miles round London on a bike. The million miles was made up of a hundred sessions of ten thousand meters on the rowing machine in a local gym. He raised funds for an MS charity in memory of his sister Wendy. From this epic challenge in rowing, he now reveals to us a golfing dream, which may be unique if he manages it. I'll share something with you which I haven't said to many people. My goal is to be the first disabled person to beat my age in a top competition. I don't think that will have happened before. I don't know many people. It may have happened, uh, I don't know. but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 1.6 handicapped now on the new system. Uh, um, you know, I want to play for as long as I can, you know. A love of exercise, a love of golf and life. Is the courage to keep working and progressing the answer? Absolutely. What, what, what's the alternative? There isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I have been incredibly lucky. I've won, I think, 18... Uh, disabled gross events in my life uh, it's just I have been so lucky and I keep saying that but it's true you know I look at other people with what they have to put up with and it's 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 so so much harder than what I have to put up with um, you know I know uh, chap Alistair Berry plays off uh, when I played with him he was off one no hands and I honestly believe that when I tell people that story they can't, you know, they might play off 15. They can't contemplate how somebody with no hands can play off one handicap. And I can, I can appreciate that, but I've seen it. Uh, but the, the thing that, that I think about disabled golf that I really, I want to say is that I was playing somewhere and uh, somebody came up and said, oh, the person you're playing with lost his leg. I said, yeah. He said, you know him quite well. I said, yeah. He said, how did he lose his leg? I said, no idea. They go, why not? Never came up. 
not relevant. So it is. However he lost his leg, you know, doesn't really matter. He plays brilliant golf or whatever, you know, that's... And that people don't understand that because a lot of people would... That would be the first thing that they would ask. Duncan talks of his good fortune that he lost his leg when so young. But what advice would he give to a parent going through this with their own child? Well, um, all I can say is from my own experience, just treat them like a person. Just treat them like a child. Don't go too much over the top uh, from the, the normal. Obviously, all, all your children are special, but I was lucky because my parents just treated me like uh, a normal child. And my parents would take me down to Exeter Limb Fitting Centre and we'd have a thing. And I, as you're growing up, obviously, you your legs go grow longer so you need new legs frequently um, just encourage them to do everything and whether it's golf or whatever you know my uh, we were always a sporty family um, uh, both my brothers were very good at rowing and cricket and so forth um, and I just played along you know um, I could play cricket um, uh, I, I played football um, just treat them like a normal child, is all I would say. He accepts there is a strong desire to protect youngsters in this situation. To wrap them up in cotton wool is a natural reaction. Well, you, I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, I think it's perhaps the... My parents obviously lived during the war and my father was very involved in it, flying Dakotas and things. I got his just get on with it attitude straight from him. Yeah, that's all I would say, just treat them like a normal child. And we ask, what would Duncan like to see happen over the next 10 years for golfers with disability? His reply is concise and positive, with a good laugh in addition. More tournaments in England. <laughs> um, just carry on. Just carry on, just get on with it. Duncan Hamilton Martin is the embodiment of living life to the full whether shooting a 69 at Werpelsden or 107 as a kid at Saunton Golf Club, he has loved and still loves the game. It's fabulous. My sincere thanks go to our writer, Ben Evans. For more information about Edgar, please visit edgargolf.com and please stay tuned for the next episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast.